0: This podcast was built on the foundation of applied education, and I'm excited for you to be here so you can have that experience with me. Now, without any further ado, let's get on to the show. Today, we have the one and only... Bailey from the WWE, she is the longest reigning SmackDown female champion, but she also has a long list of credentials and accomplishments inside the WWE, she's been doing uh, wrestling as a whole for 12 years and she's been a part of the WWE competing for seven years. So this is a really fun interview because we get to kind of tap into the mind of a superstar athlete, somebody who's on television in front of millions of people competing in a brutal sport. So it's going to be really cool for you guys to hear that perspective on health fitness, motivation, self-belief, self-worth, and, and confidence to be able to accomplish what she has accomplished. And it's also cool because Bailey is actually one of my clients. I do the training for her. Um, so it was really fun for me to hear that this has been one of her best years ever and that we are doing the right things. Um, so you'll get a little bit of an insight on that. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please do me a huge favor. Head over to Instagram take a screenshot of this episode post it on your instagram story and tag myself at cody.boomboom and tag bailey at it's me bailey i'll put both of those links uh those usernames in the show notes so you know exactly how to spell those as well without any further ado let's get on with the interview with the one and only bailey <laughs> All right, Bailey. I'm I'm super excited for this because I haven't. I think I've had one uh, professional athlete on the podcast ever, um, and it's always fun getting like at least for me. Maybe this is selfish, like getting into the mind of a professional athlete and somebody that's doing what you're doing at your level. But it's even better for me because obviously you are a client of mine, and I get to do your training and everything. So this is going to be really fun to introduce you. Um, you have a really high reputation in WWE because you are the and you can correct me if I'm wrong or anything, but you're the <laughs> champion still. Um uh, yeah. and I believe the longest reigning champion is yes. well. so yeah. um so I want to get into that but essentially uh Bailey, WWE, one of my clients, good friend, uh really inspiring individual. Let's dive right into your story. I mean first and foremost, can you tell the listeners who you are and, and what you do in a nutshell.
1: Yeah, um, so like you said, I work for WWE, and I have wrestled for them for a little over seven years, and right now I'm the current SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, I'm actually the the first ever and only woman in WWE that's Grand Slam Champion, so I've held all the championships in WWE, starting with um, NXT, which is um, another promotion, which used to be kind of like a training ground, but it's now... Just a, a third brand on the USA network. Um, I've been Raw Women's Champion, which is our other show on the USA, um, first ever Women's Tag Team Champion, and current um, SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, I just, I, I think I got lucky. You know, I've I loved wrestling since I was a kid, and it was just all I wanted to do. You know, I played sports in, in school and growing up. I was huge into basketball, I played volleyball, cross country, track, all that stuff. but Once I got into high school and I was insanely obsessed with wrestling, like I wore my wrestling t-shirts to my basketball games. My coach used to yell at me to not wear those t-shirts. I wore them at school. I try to dress like my favorite wrestlers. Um, And every paper I wrote in class, whether it was about supposed to be, you know, write 500 words on where you want to be in 10 years or where's your, you know, your favorite country you want to go or whatever it was. I I try to like link it into wrestling and it was all i could think about so um when i turned 18 i started uh wrestling because there's a local school here in um newark california called big time wrestling and kind of just you know i just went from there and it was in this little little warehouse um just a wrestling ring two chairs and like a mini fridge and i could literally stick out my hand and touch the wall it was like it was nothing but i was so in love with it and i was the only girl there which was awesome because they treated me like one of the guys and I felt like I had to prove myself. Um, and I wanted to like be as good as them. And they kind of saw, you know, at the time, women's wrestling was just not, not so uh, highlighted as it is now. Um, and then I, you know, long story short, trained for four and a half years, traveled a little bit, um, learned as much as I can, and I got noticed for a tryout and did my tryout in LA for the WWE. And now I'm here, seven years later.
0: <laughs> I love that. It's so wild. Um, what, what, were there people that you specifically looked up to that like really got you thinking about this or like got you to take that, that full step? Because I, I even remember like, I remember being a little kid and it was WWF, like having like the action figures and the video games and everything like that. So I, I agree, like growing up, it was a big part of like what me and my brother, especially my brother, watching everything. But were there certain characters and people and athletes that you really followed and were like? yeah I'm gonna be that
1: yeah so like same with like my brother and my sister we all watch wrestling together and then they all grew out of it but my brother and I used to wrestle in the living room and make up our own um wrestling names like I was Falcon and we wrestled we called it WFK which was wrestling for kids it's so it's so cheesy to think about now (laughs) but um I loved the Hardy Boys and Lita were my like my idols they were just so cool and different they were so athletic Um, I can't do any of the things that I thought I wanted to do as a kid you know they were like high flyers and flipping off ladders and Lita was like the um, such a tomboy and she was someone that you didn't really see in the women's division back then she wore baggy jeans she wore like a choker necklace she had bright red hair she was so so cool and I I was such a tomboy still am growing up and I was like man that chick is like who I want to be. And uh, you know, Trish Stratus, um, Kurt Angle, Stone Cold, The Rock, Eddie Guerrero, you know, all, the, there's just so many of them. I was like such a fan of everybody, but the Hardy Boys and Lita really made me push myself. Cause I love their story too. I would watch their DVDs and they had such a great story.
0: One thing I really wanted to ask you is, uh, so I, once I started working with Chad, uh, that's when I actually like full transparency transparency started like diving back into like all right let me look into this stuff and see what they're doing because I think like I know the physical demands but like I don't really know until I started talking with him and started learning what you guys do and how brutal (laughs) it can be so I started like digging into stuff and I I started looking at a bunch of different people's pages um, and bios and things like that and and I actually read this in your bio originally too you always have a smile on your face. Like, and I, and I wanted to ask you, like, was that different? Because sometimes it's looked at like very hardcore and like people are, I mean, some of the women are like, I wouldn't even fuck with, like they're, yeah. <laughs> they're brutal. Um, but like every time I talk to you, you're so positive, you're so happy. And, and you show that on your Instagram too. So it's in, in, it, you can see it when you're competing. So it's not just like a, like a on and off switch. Um, but I'm just curious of what made you like be able to do what you do and stay positive like that.
1: Uh, yeah, that's, dude, that's funny because my trainer, when I first started, he used to yell at me for smiling all the time. Like, I was learning how to take the bumps, like the stuff that hurts, learning a suplex, that stuff freaking hurts. And every time I would land, I was smiling. He's like, What are you smiling for? Like, it, it hurts. And then trying to teach me, you know, the emotions through the matches. I was like, I'm just having so much fun. And I didn't even realize I was smiling. But, uh, that I think really helped me, um, when I was developing, you know, like my Bailey character in the past, it was just uh I just try to think of honestly I was having the time of my life because I was living my dream and I would try to think about how it was when I was a kid and a teenager and um what what I loved about wrestling and what made me love certain characters and certain wrestlers. I try to bring that out. So I always like in the back of my head I always wanna make the fans feel how I felt as a kid. So I just kinda kept that in my head and um Honestly, it, as time goes on, of course, it gets harder and, you you know, you want to get higher in the ranks and you want to have more goals and, um, you know, backstage gets harder and then it becomes, you know, not such a dream come true anymore. It's like you want to be the best and like elite in this. So it can get frustrating. But luckily, we work with like amazing people and I have a best friend that I get tagged with every week, Sasha Banks, who really um, just makes me happy. And just makes me want to push myself every single day. And I have a great support system in my family and friends. So, um, of course, it gets hard, but, you know, it's easy to smile when you're doing something like this, I guess.
0: Totally. I think uh, it's easier to stay motivated to keep working when you're super grateful, like when you have a lot to be grateful for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Do you have any advice for people on – like, it sounds kind of cheesy to say chasing your dreams, but I think you're, like, mm-hmm. literally the epitome of somebody who literally chased their dreams and made it happen. <laughs> and I think if a lot of people are, like, watching and they're, like, seeing The Rock and they're, like, I'm I'm going to do that. Like, that guy inspired me. Like, like, it's very – it sounds far-fetched to a lot of people. Yeah. You literally did that. So, like, what what do you think has to shift in somebody's head to, like, keep pursuing that? Like, what – I mean, is it just a, a matter of passion? Like –
1: definitely passion and I man I don't know how you can do what we do or anything um at a level like at a professional level without having passion for like even what you do is just what everybody does and and chooses to do for work you have to be passionate about it because that's what's going to keep you happy that's going to want you to keep getting better and and um help those around you but for me and like you said it sounds so cheesy but you have to like believe in yourself and you have to, um, just trust your dreams, trust your heart. Cause I always had this crazy feeling. I would dream about it every single day. I would dream about me as a kid jumping the barricade and running in the wrestling ring and just be like, whoa, I did it. But I, every, there's just a feeling that like, couldn't re- I couldn't replace. I played basketball, you know, through all through school, all through high school. Um, I was going to play for the community college that I was going to, but, it just didn't make me feel the way wrestling felt and that's why i was like i gotta at least try and pursue this and then you know I have a competitive nature too so once i started learning it i wanted to get better at it and if i was bad at something i want to get better and better and better but um the world is crazy right now especially with social media i feel like that helps a lot of people whatever you whatever you're interested in and whatever you're passionate in um you can most likely find someone on Instagram that does it, or, you know, you can follow routines or you could, you know, ask for help. Like um, it's, anything is possible. I don't even know how else to say it, but I have dreamt of this since I was 10 years old and I would never thought that like, I would be right here right now. um, You know, with all that I've done so far and I still want to do so much. It's just trust your heart for reals.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, what's funny too, is like, I said this on a podcast recently is like, you just mentioned like a couple things and said, it sounds cheesy, but, and I think if people uh, have their perspective as like, that's a cheesy saying, I don't think they're going to buy into it. But if you really look at like all the successful people throughout life, they all say very similar things that sound cheesy, <laughs> quote unquote, but that's not yeah. a coincidence, right? It's not a coincidence that all of them do the same things and act the same yeah. way, and have the same perspective.
1: Yeah. And if you like, like you said, the rock, if you listen to his story, he started out as a poor kid, didn't have anything. And he just said he wanted to make money and he started lifting weights because he wanted to take care of his mom and take care of his family. So like you start out at nothing sometimes and you can make it happen for yourself. Like, it's just, it's crazy. Sounds cheesy, but it's real. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Exactly. Um, Speaking of the rock, I believe uh, one of his descendants you have beef with, am I correct? Oh yeah. I, yeah. I actually just realized this not too long ago because I saw a post she did and I was like, damn, she's hating. <laughs> and then I saw one from you and I was like, Oh, she's talking shit back. I was like, okay. And it was yeah. funny because I uh, like my wife saw me looking at it and she loves uh, she loves like total divas. She knows about all the female wrestlers and stuff like that. Yeah. So she was like, Oh yeah, like let me tell you and just starts like breaking <laughs> it down for me. It was super funny.
1: That is funny. Um, yeah, so her name's Tamina Snuka. She's the daughter of um, Superfly Jimmy Snuka. Um, we just started, you know, the storyline, and she's awesome. Like, well, right, you know, I'm supposed to hate her, but she's like, she's been in the in the company for ten years, and she comes from, you know, the Samoan family, which is such a, you know, the Usos and the, and like The Rock and Roman Reigns and all them. There's such a, a a legendary family um that is very uh, intimidating but she's you know never had that like title match really that championship match at a pay-per-view and a storyline that's all about her so i'm really excited for this and she's really bringing it like you said she's posting these videos that like how am i supposed to come back to, how am i supposed to have a comeback for that it's so good yeah. and um, she's um she just got some like you know when she looks at me and we're, we're doing smackdown or whatever and she has that like scary look in her eyes it's like I'm trying to be scary back, but I'm not gonna intimidate this big old Samoan chick. <laughs> she's, she's awesome, um, and it's been a lot of fun, but I'm a, I'm a little worried. That's who I have a match with, um, Money in the Bank, on, I think it's May 10th or something.
0: Yeah, well, I, I yeah. would say too, like if, if you're looking back with a smile, I think that's, in a different way, just as intimidating.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I don't phase her.
0: Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I, I got her, I want her. Yeah, if you can smile back, that says a lot. Um, So over this last uh, almost decade, I guess, of you being in the WWE and just like obviously it's been at least a decade wrestling period, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Uh, I started in 2008 was my first match.
0: In that journey of just going through training and traveling and and working until you got to WWE and then moving up the ranks and basically taking over everything – what have you learned? Like what have been the biggest life lessons and takeaways you've had from this, this life? Cause you don't live a normal life. Like it's, it's really outstanding. So what have you taken away from that? I know that's a really low um, question, but <laughs>
1: um, I, and I'm only learning these things like recently. Cause you know, I, the first five or six years, I was kind of just along for the ride and trying to do as much as I can. And, um, make as much money as you can but um just recently I, I just started really appreciating you know we, we complain a lot or we're like so tired about traveling and having to be on all these flights and stuff but um I just recently started appreciating I get to meet so many people like yeah we get to travel everywhere we get to see things we don't ever really get to explore because we're so busy but we meet people in the in the lobbies and this goes for fans and just random strangers that, uh, like stewardess or people that are checking your ticket or someone in the airport and you're sitting at a layover that just starts talking to you. Um, like one time on a layover, my flight kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed. And I met this guy who was, um, asking me about the book I was reading. And, you know, at first I'm just like, who's this guy trying to talk to me? Like, I don't want to talk to you. Okay. But then he ended up, um, I learned that he's a life coach and he started offering me, you know, um, he's like here here's my Instagram if you have any questions you know um actually I went to school for this and I'm going to school to take these classes and read these books so like um, I talked to him once in a while about just life coaching stuff like how okay so this is where I'm at in my life what what's the next step just like meeting people and realizing um, you can learn from every experience and from everybody that you meet um, and I, I think just trying to like take time for my mental um, health, too, because I, I get a lot of, and I just realized during this actual quarantine that I kind of, like, get anxiety over things, and I'm just trying to, like, prioritize my, my mental state, uh, and that goes into traveling and this crazy profession.
0: Yeah, I think it's actually, it's pretty wild. I've had some conversations with clients that are similar where they're, now they're getting anxiety about going back to normal life. Like they're getting so right now they're like, I'm getting freaked out of like what's it gonna be like when I have to go back to work and I have to have all these responsibilities and I have to travel more. And it's like it's wild because it started with having this anxiety of being trapped and now it's like changing because you get comfortable. You get like in your your flow and you kinda get complacent.
1: Yeah. And like things are gonna be so different when you start, you know, people start going back to work and, and there's gonna be all these restrictions. It's gonna be so weird. But we have to just like keep adapting and Know that it's going to be okay. I guess. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's a weird time to be alive. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you you brought up traveling, and I, I definitely want to touch on that because uh, your guys' schedule normally, when we're not going through this, is insane. Um, so my biggest question is like, how do you keep it together? Like, how do you focus on? Like, I, I think one of the hardest parts that I struggle with because I work with you, Chad, and I actually work with uh, Jessica, one of the reps, and. Like sleep, oh, cool. just making sure like sleep patterns are like properly adjusted, and like you're actually getting that sleep is so difficult. But like, how do you personally manage um, staying on point with nutrition and training and, and lifestyle and stress and all that stuff, knowing that you're so on the go all the time?
1: I think I think one of our first uh, you and Jason when when I first started working with you guys was like you need to sleep, and I can't like <laughs> um, <laughs> on the road it's so hard. I have gotten better with it because I, I during all of this. I've realized, um, how much of a difference recovery can, can do for my body and for my mind. So I've been making sure that I've been getting sleep along with like everything else, yoga and stretching and, uh, meditating and all that. But like when I travel, um, like I said, my friend, Sasha helps me out so much. She just like, it's just someone that I can depend on and rely on and know that as long as I have her, I'm. Definitely good to go there. Spend times, obviously, when she's not there. Um, training is like my little getaway. Like I have my group of people that I would train with. Um, Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, sometimes Cesaro, um, some of the Singh brothers. And that is kind of like my stress reliever or takes up a big part of my day. And it's fun for me, too. When I was doing CrossFit stuff, it was um, just fun to do something all together and compete with each other um and as far as like nutrition i'll bring my meals and i'm i would have to say as probably like everybody that's like my my weak point but i do bring my meals i do eat my meals but i just love wine so i'll have freaking wine or i love tequila i'll have tequila and that'll mess me up it's like not that i'm like getting drunk every night but like i love to have a drink and it especially for our broken bodies it just helps me sleep i guess and that might be bad to say but yeah. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, training keeps me on track and then just making sure I bring my meals all the time. Um, I kind of just have to go with the flow and everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I guess it just comes down to having a plan. Like if you just go into it, winging it, it's probably not going to work very well.
1: Yeah, and this, you know, during all this, it's awesome because I've actually um, found a morning routine, which has helped me a lot. Because, you know, I never did that before. And I think I need to carry it while I'm on the road. Even when I'm gone for a couple days in Orlando while we're taping and stuff, I've been doing it. And and it's just as simple as, like, um, you know, I've been – once you hooked me up with, like, top-notch. Like, having my freaking greens and my hydrate drink. And then I'll make my coffee and sit and make sure I read for a little bit. Then I'll go outside and get sun and meditate. And then I'll have another coffee and stretch. And then I'll get into my workout. So it's, like, I need to – make sure I prioritize um, time to myself as well first before I get my day started.
0: Here's another cheesy saying that goes along with that is like when you're on a, a flight, you gotta put your mask on first before you can help other people. I so I hundred percent believe that that's the case with really just like delivering value through whatever you do for a living or or giving more to your family, your friends, anything. Like if you're not taking care of yourself, it's really hard to take care of others. Um, and I'm I'm a huge proponent of morning routine, so I'm gonna hold you accountable of that because I know I've even had like I had a buddy that I used to travel with quite a bit, uh, and he used to give me shit because when we we're in Airbnbs or hotels, it was like have my routine and my supplements with me. Like, I woke up early so I could read on the deck before he got up. Like it was like this, it's like, dude, I have yeah. to do this before my day starts. Cause it just puts me in control.
1: Yeah, definitely. I do the same thing. Like I've been in Airbnbs and I bring my little neutral blend bullet, whatever I uh, put all my, like sh- all my protein stuff and my supplements up. I make sure it's there. So when I wake up, I see it and it, and it makes me excited to like I don't know. Go to bed and wake up and be like, "All right, I'm gonna have a good day because I'm gonna feel good." But it's the same thing. Like I wake up earlier than my fiance just so I can get away by myself and and um, prepare myself, I guess.
0: Yeah, no, I'm the same way. You you mentioned um, getting beat up, and that was something uh, like your body getting beat up, and that's something I wanted to touch on. Is like what did you learn when you really started like moving up in the ranks as far as uh, like what you needed to do with your body to be able to handle that? Cause I think that it's, it's like a good example of this is, you know, I train every day and I have for years and I jumped back into men's uh, soccer league a few years back. And I was like, Oh, I'm fit, like, it's fine. <laughs> I was so dead the next day because it was like new muscles I haven't used in a long time. And it was just a different form of activity. So are there things that you've picked up along the way of like, these are priorities in my recovery training, the way I move my body, stuff like that, or else I wouldn't be able to hang in the ring?
1: Yeah, I think that um, it probably just comes with age and doing this for so long. So I've been doing it for like almost 12 years and actually it might be started training like 12 years this month. Um, but, you know, when you first start training or doing anything, even working out, it's like, man, that they're like, that's going to hurt after five years. I'm like, no, I could do this forever. I don't even care. And then as time goes on and the more that you do it. So like this, um, like I'm 30 years old right now. So I started when I was 18 and it feels much different than it is now as far as wrestling. Um, but training I've gotten, uh, I've learned a lot through since I started with WWE, as far as like, you know, we had a, um, strength coach who, Coached the Texans who came in to NXT and helped us, and I learned so much from him. And then I started doing CrossFit, and I was like, Man, I feel strong. I'm going to be indestructible in the ring. But as time went on, I felt like it was hurting me in my workouts because I was wrestling more. So it's kind of like just finding the balance of training and see how much I'm wrestling. And this past year has been the most I've ever worked this whole time I've been in WWE, like, every single show, and I've, because I've been the the champion for all, almost the whole year, so I'm doing, like, four or five matches a week with the traveling, and these are, like, 20-minute matches, so it is brutal, and I think um, I've been more letting myself recover, like, if I can't move, I'm not going to go force myself to to go work out, Um, and I'm going to, you know, I've learned to, like, do some band stretches or just even do dumb yoga that I used to think was dumb, but it helps me so much. Um, as I get older, it's just like, I listen to my body more and, and training with you. Like I know it's easy to text you and be like, look, I can't move. And I'm in my hotel room. What should I do? (laughs) And then you'll make something up if I need it. But it's, it's, uh, I feel like my body's better than it's ever been actually, as far as how it feels because
0: I'm learning as every day. I mean, I, th- I think obviously that's music to my ears, <laughs> but I think that like a big takeaway there is it's actually funny. I was, I wrote a, a big post about this the other day. And I basically said like, uh, like my body was in a similar place. Like I wasn't competing, but I was pushing it so hard for so long because I thought like a really hard effort or a high intensity was just better. Like more is better. Hard is better. Yes. And I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. because I think a part of that is mental too. Like you get this like adrenaline rush and this endorphin release when you go hard like that, but you can only do it for so long. So I think the biggest lesson there is like having that balance of intensity and recovery is so key for everybody as not only as they age, but just being able to continually make progress in the gym.
1: Yeah. And I always think like, um, back to my, my trainer, Jason, when I first started is like sometimes. So if I would train so hard the day of a show, which I, we train before our shows, but then I would not be able to fully recover, and then I have to wrestle, and it would take a toll on my matches. Like, ah, I hurt my back when I was freaking doing deadlifts today, so I can't do that move. It's like what I'm I'm taking away from my career, and what um, the reason I'm training is yeah. for this, you know? And I can't do it. Like uh, when I was training, and when I was, I may have been like 19 or 20. Me and my friends went on these like cement slides you just sit on a piece of cardboard and go down. It's so fun. Go down cement slides. And it's like, we used to do it every week. But one time I went down and I was trying to stop myself and my heel like ran into the floor. And I just, I don't know if you've ever bruised your heel, oh, yeah. but I bruised my heel so bad. I couldn't walk. I could barely do anything. And then I went to training the next day and we had to take like flip bumps, like front flip and land on your back, like with your feet down flat and I couldn't do it. And he yelled at me. He's like, why are you going? I mean, it's different than training because <laughs> just going down some stupid slides. He's like, why are you doing something that's going to hurt you in, in your, you know, what you're training for and what you're trying to pursue? Like, don't be stupid. So that always sticks in my head. And, um, it, it actually helps me like not do stupid things.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's actually a really good point. Cause I even get just average people that are like training to look better and feel better and have more energy and stuff like that but then they get so run down that they're stressed out they're lethargic they're binging (laughs) no energy and it's like why are you doing this to yourself with something that is supposed to help you achieve the opposite right
1: yeah yeah
0: so I think it's super important um the last thing I wanted to to bring up with you just because you are who you are is uh I guess any tips or just any thoughts on the idea around like confidence like like for especially for women like You're somebody who is, I mean, you're in front of millions of people, literally all the time. And like, what allowed you to build that confidence and that certainty in yourself to be able to step on stage in front of so many people and compete and perform like that? Do you have anything that you consistently do or like a a period of time in your life that something happened that allowed you to kind of tap into your true potential?
1: Um... It's something that everybody struggles with, uh, you know, even us that, you know, all the women and all the guys on TV, when we talk about this, we do these like be a star rallies and, um, which is anti-bullying. We go to schools and talk about this because, you know, kids are bullied every single day and, um, for anything. And if it's their appearance or their clothes or, um, you know, anything that it is, it's like, they don't realize that we go through it too. And a lot of it is, uh, for one, I'm confident in what I do. And, um, like in, and my, my abilities to put on a match and things like that, the one thing I'm not confident in, and it's probably for a lot of people is my appearance. Like, um, I'm, I'm not as pretty as her, or I wish I, my face looked like this or my body was like that. Or like, I hate my legs. Like I'll never wear shorts because I hate my legs, but, um, I just stopped caring. Like, I think what hurts people now is, is the honestly the internet, because you see these people that, um, look a certain way and you're like, why can't I look like that? And then you read, you post a picture and somebody like comments on it, saying something negative or whatever it is that like gets to you. So I've, I've had to stop doing that. I've had to stop reading my tweets and stop reading my, um, Instagram comments, or, um, even when people are shouting stuff at you at a, a show, that's not anything to do with my character. It's like something about my, how my hair looks like a boy, whatever it is. Um, I I just kind of have to stop caring and know that um, I'm, I'm confident in what I do. And those opinions don't matter. And as long as like, you know, your friends and family are support you and love you. Like that's all that, that's all that counts to me now. And it takes a lot to realize that.
0: I was going to say, it probably takes a lot of reminders to yourself too, right? Because I think it's obviously easier said than done. Like, oh, don't worry about what other people say, but um, I think there's really no like hack to it. It's like, you have to constantly remind yourself what you're doing is is the right thing and why you're doing it. Um, And I think a lot of people try to put others down because they have their own insecurities and like, that's a good reminder for people too.
1: Yeah, they definitely like, if somebody's bashing on um, anyone is that they have problems with themselves and- uh that's you know it's like that's even like a learning process is like well they're being mean because they're um better than me Is like no they're they just have some issues that they're trying to take out on other people and they're jealous yeah most of the time they're jealous yeah i don't know if that helps but
0: i think it does i think it's just that. i think more than anything you saying that you go through it too is like super helpful for people because for for women to hear a pro athlete who's a superstar on TV and has this huge following, be able to say like, Hey, I get it. I'm there too. Like it's, it's a constant yeah. thing that we work on. I think that's super empowering.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I get it every day. Someone says I'm a terrible wrestler or my gear is ugly or whatever. I'm like, ah, is it, am I, am I bad now? Am I getting like worse? But then I'm like, no, they don't even know what they're talking about. Most of the yeah. time they have no idea what you're going through.
0: Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Um, yeah. I love it. Okay. I'm going to respect your time. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been really <laughs> fun for me. Um, where can everybody find you? Uh, and obviously on Instagram, but then if there's anywhere else that you want to shout out and get people to go check out um, your next match and stuff like that, that'd be great.
1: Yeah, you can watch me every Friday night on Fox. We are live every Friday on SmackDown. Um, and I'm the champion. So I'm all over that thing, dude. Just check me out. Um, Instagram is it's me Bailey. I think it's me Bailey. Yeah, my Twitter is different. That's why. Uh, my Twitter is it's Bailey WWE and those are my only two, um, whatever social media things. Just watch me on Fox. It's cool. Yep. It's cool to be on TV. I'll
0: link, I'll <laughs> link those in the show notes too. And, and cause Bailey is not spelt the normal way. So you got to make sure you type.
1: Yeah. B A Y, Cause I'm from the Bay area. You see,
0: is, it, is that why, is that why they did yeah. that? Oh, I love that. Yeah.
1: When they gave me that name, I was like, okay, but can I spell it this way? Because, um, that's the only way I'm going to feel some connection to it. And now I love it.
0: Yeah. It was funny when you first reached out to me, cause it was, you, you went by your, your actual first name. And I was like, yeah. wait, who is this? Like, and then <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah. Duh, like in my yeah. head. But <laughs> Perfect. Well, once again, thank you so much for coming on. That was great.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me. Before I let
0: you go.